Yeah, this is the time that we all been waiting on. The moment all the naysayers been hating on. See, they've been talking down on us and flexing. It'll take more than that for you to stop a Houston Texan. A lot of teams talking tough and can't back it up. But not the boys on Kirby, so you can pack it up. Reliant Stadium is where you can find us with the whole city. Your Houston Texas standing behind us. See, we've been waiting on this one for 10 years. Sacrificing our bodies with blood, sweat, and tears. But now we're focused and we're showing no fear. When we blast through the tunnel, you hear the crowd cheer. Deep steel, blue, rowdy red on the Liberty White. We came dressed up and ready to fight. We are the mighty Houston, Texas, yeah. and we don't play. So now I guess it's only one thing to say, baby. All right, guys, welcome back to another edition of Texas Unfiltered, a Houston football podcast for your Houston Texans. I am Yangari Gold, and I'm here this week with Stoney Keeley of the Bro- Sobros Podcast. Uh, Stoney, you guys just recently launched the Titans Podcast, correct? Yeah, we're three episodes deep. We got our start about a month ago talking about free agency, the draft. Uh, I did a solo episode on Tajay Sharp. So that's all at SobrosNetwork.com. Okay, cool. Well, awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time to kind of hop on. And and we're, we're doing our AFC South Deep Dive um, series right now. We talked to the Jags last week. I'll be talking about the Colts tomorrow, and we thought we would talk to our long-term division rivals, the Tennessee (laughs) Titans, uh, and kind of get your feel of kind of what's going on with Tennessee right now. I know they had somewhat of a quiet offseason, but I'd like to kind of start with the draft and and try to go from there, if that's okay. So uh, take us through kind of how how the Titans fans are feeling about the draft. Obviously, with Jeffrey Simmons, uh, a guy that you likely won't see this year, could potentially see this year if there's a playoff run, maybe. I, I wouldn't doubt that he's probably out the whole year, though, for precaution. Um, top five talent in the draft. Yeah. I was super I was super high on Jeffrey Simmons. I, I really thought that – I was hoping that there was a chance he was at 23 yeah, sure. for us to take him. Um, I think he's going to be a monster. I think he gives you guys a anchor on that defense that, you know, with – you know, Jarrell Casey's getting up there. Mm-hmm. Probably the most underrated guy in the entire league. I would league, agree. Uh, as far as the defensive end goes. Um, I, I really don't think people understand how good Jarrell Casey is. No, and I uh, thought that's I thought he was the MVP of the Titans last season because you saw that defensive line take such a dip in production when he was injured and missed the last few games of the season. So his importance can't be overstated. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I – He's your prototypical 3-4 defensive end, yeah. and he's extremely good. I mean, he's just extremely good. But in a division where you have Jadavian Clowney and you have J.J. Watt, and then you have, you know, the Jags are always adding defensive linemen. Um, so it, he kind of gets uh, overshadowed by those guys. But he's really – I mean, he's been the heart and soul of your defense. Yeah, I would agree for the last several years. And – as for the, the Jeffrey Simmons pick, I think the city's kind of grown. It's grown on the city. At first, the initial reaction was, why did we draft a player in the first round that's not going to play his rookie season, potentially his entire rookie season? But as people got to know him as a prospect and as a just as a dude, I think the city started to see that we could have ended up with a steal here. Like you said, top five talent. The thought of him playing alongside Jarrell Casey – Maybe the end yep. of this season, next season for sure. It's just mind blowing. Yeah, I mean, and he gives you guys. Uh, well, I mean, Jarrell, what is he? He's a, a ten-year veteran. This will be his. See, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, he was a draft pick in 2011. Okay, 
Okay, so this will be his ninth ninth season. Yeah. Um, uh, we don't know how much longer he has, and it's going to be passed on to Jeffrey Simmons. It's really probably the best of both worlds, yeah. in my opinion. Theoretically. So. Hey, guys, Young Ari Gold here. Are you trying to please that special tight end? Are you on the goal line and trying to punch it in, but you just can't do it like you used to? Well, no worries. BlueChew.com. That's blue, like the color blue, chew.com. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as the pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. BlueChew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for, deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code, TEXANS. That's right. Visit BlueChew.com and use special co- promo code, TEXANS, for your first shipment free. Just pay the $5 shipping. BlueChew is a better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring Texans Unfiltered. Yeah, so why don't we go through the rest of the draft? So take us through kind of the draft, your your opinions on the players, um, and kind of what you thought overall of the Tennessee Titans draft. Well, I think the reason so many people were disappointed in the Jeffrey Simmons pick at first is because this team seems to have lacked a dynamic speed receiver to really make a difference on the offense. And we didn't get that guy in the first round. Instead, they go out and draft a defensive tackle that's not going to play his rookie season. But when you look at what they were able to do in the second round and taking A.J. Brown out of Ole Miss, this kid's already looking great in OTAs. He's a good route runner, good yards after catch guy, good yak guy, if you will. And that's something that the Titans offense has been missing. So in my opinion... I think that second-round pick, getting A.J. Brown to diversify the passing game for the Titans, is huge. Maybe the pick of the entire class for the Titans. Yeah, a lot of a lot of draft picks uh, said A.J. Brown was the best mm-hmm. wide receiver in the draft. Um, <clears throat> he's a very polished route runner, um, good finisher, um, good 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 hands, um, and when you pair him with Corey Tajay, it, it's a pretty Good, young. Yeah, and team. another guy they drafted pretty highly in 2017 was Taewon Taylor, who got plenty of looks in 2018 as well. Taylor. So uh, the addition of Adam Humphreys in free agency suddenly makes this a pretty robust-looking receiving core, which is something that hasn't been said about the Titans for maybe ever. Ever, yeah. All right. Yep, I'm, I'm with then you. We I like have I like in the third round, they take the offensive guard prospect, Nate Davis, out of the University of Charlotte. I think a lot of people think he's pretty raw, has a lot of potential, but the interior of the offensive line was the biggest weakness of that unit last season. And so this was a concerted effort to get better there. And I think this kid has an opportunity to come in and start week one. And he definitely looks like he's good enough to do that, but he needs some polish. So that's... That's the concern there. But otherwise, I mean, the Titans, this this was my favorite Titans draft in several years. I, I can't think of a better class off the top of my head. They get safety Imani Hooker in the fourth round. They traded up to get him. 
It's a kid that's going to add a lot of depth immediately. They're thinking about having him out there trying to return kicks and punts, just a productive player in college that could eventually fill the void left by Kenny Vaccaro whenever he decides to retire. And they need somebody with Hooker's specific skill set to complement Kevin Byard, who's more of the prototypical center fielder. So that was a great pick. The one area I think I was most critical of the Titans in this draft is waiting until the fifth round to get DeAndre Walker, pass rush prospect out of Georgia. Tons of potential, but this was something that I considered the Titans' most pressing need going into the draft is more more pass rush help. You've got – yeah, and, and Derek Morgan as well. So that left you with Harold Landry and Cameron Wake on the other end with not a lot of depth behind them. So I was a little critical of that, but this is a guy you guys know better than anybody probably that Mike Vrabel likes to get hands-on with his defensive ends, and we've already seen him working quite a bit one-on-one with DeAndre Walker. So could make an impact. Uh, And then you had linebacker David Long, who's just the prototypical John Robinson draft pick, super productive in college, former Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, if I'm not mistaken, and looks like he's going to come in and play special teams right away. The inside linebacking core is pretty stacked, though, so it would take an injury or some sort of unforeseen circumstance for him to unseat Rashawn Evans, who was a first-round draft pick 2018, Wesley Woodyard, who's been super productive for the Titans since joining the team, and Jayon Brown, who really had a breakout campaign last year. But overall, I thought this this was a really good haul for the Titans. Yeah, no, I agree. I think uh, outside of the defensive line, you guys pretty much addressed all the needs, and it doesn't look like any of the players were a reach. No. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it's funny because, you know, after a draft, it, it's automatically you go to whatever website you want to go to, and it's grades, and yeah. Uh, yeah. these guys are going to be, you know, this, or they're not going to be that at all, but in, yet, you know, in a draft, you really just don't know for three years. So, yeah. I think based on the outside looking in, it looks like it was a pretty solid draft. I know it's one of the drafts that my co-host was um, all about, and he has this huge fear of the Titans for some reason this year. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, he he's – but he also had it last year. So, um, And I think with that being said, I think this is, would be a good segue to kind of talk about the main, the main part of the Tennessee Titans and the unknown for the Tennessee Titans would be – Marcus Mariota. Sure. It's the biggest question heading into the season. Yeah, outside looking in, I think a lot of people think that Mariota has the talent. Mm -hmm. We've Mm -hmm. seen it, and we've seen it in flashes in the NFL, too. This isn't like we're going based off of Oregon. We're we're going based off of what we've seen in the NFL. Yeah, he threw a touchdown pass to himself in the playoff game against Kansas City two years ago. Who else could do that? (laughs) Right. Um, No, so – We've all we all know the potential is there, but the problem with Mariota is the way he plays and his inability to be able to take care of his body when he's on the field. Sure. Um, what is what what are people feeling in Tennessee right now about Marcus Mariota? Are are they thinking that this is finally either the make or is this the make or break year? Is this the year where after this season we decide to go another route? I think. I think this is definitely the make-or-break year. He's entering the final year of his contract, so the options the Titans would have after this season are to either extend him, franchise tag him, or let him go. And my inclination is to say that they're not going to use the franchise tag, so 
this is make or break for him this year. It's an incredibly divisive issue among Titans fans. We already have the naysayers who are ready to move on from Mariota. And we had some that were even thinking the Titans should have selected a quarterback in this year's draft. But then there are also some that are diehard loyalists to Mariota who see that he might not necessarily have gotten the best, been dealt the best hand in all of this. I mean, you talk about him getting hit. Part of that is the offensive line stepping up and protecting him. In 2016, it was arguably the best offensive line in the entire NFL. Now, yeah, we know. <laughs> now, you guys had you guys had our center. I mean, you guys you guys had a really solid offensive line. Yeah, I, I mean, from bookend to bookend, you had Taylor Lewan, who was just last offseason awarded the the richest contract for an offensive lineman in NFL history, and then on the other end, you had Jack Conklin, who in 2016 was an All Pro as a rookie. So you had this road grading line that they could just run the ball at will. 2018, the interior of the offensive line seemed to implode, and Mariota was just taking hit after hit. Part of it, too, is just dumb luck. I mean, some of the injuries that Mariota has dealt with, this weird nerve injury that he had with his hand that caused him to miss a lot of time last season, it's just freakish. And... Yes, it is his playing style, but at the same time, he doesn't have the instincts to just make one read and then run if it's not there. I mean, he is pretty pretty careful for the most part. Just has this weird, it's like this weird con- convergent, uh, what am I trying to say? This weird sequence of events that have just caused him to have these questionable seasons so far. He shows these flashes where he's great. He At one point in his career, he led the NFL in fourth-quarter comebacks. A couple of seasons ago, the Titans were automatic when they got into the red zone. They were going to punch it in. They were going to score. But those things have changed, and the supporting cast around Mariota hasn't exactly been the best. 2018, he loses his number one target, Delaney Walker, in the season opener. The offensive line performs pretty poorly 2018 compared to where they were just a couple of seasons before. and they don't have a great backup situation last year. So all of these things just muddy the waters. I don't think there's a conclusive statement to be made about Mariota heading into the future, and that's why 2019 is going to be so important for him. But luckily for Titans, the Titans organization and Titans fans in general is that the franchise tag is in place for this type of this literal position that you guys are in. Um, as much as there's a lot of bad talk about the franchise tag, uh, in this particular situation, this is probably the best case scenario for you guys. If he goes out and he performs at the level that um, is possible, that he's shown and it's consistent, then that franchise tag comes into play because it's like, okay, but we also know his injury history. We know that there's a chance that he doesn't make it through a full season. Franchise tag protects us. And then in if it doesn't work out and he's not the quarterback and he or he ends up getting hurt, I really don't ever think it's is yeah. he the quarterback. I don't think I've ever thought is Mariota. I, I haven't either. Can he win in either. this league? I've always believed that mm-hmm. he is that quarterback. It's just bad luck and injuries that have plagued him that unfortunately in this league, if you are hurt, you, yeah. you get written off. I mean, we see it in here in Houston with Jadavian Clowney. Most of the fan base can't stand Jadavian. 
they all think that he's just a, a worthless piece of shit that was an overrated number one pick and has not produced. Never mind the fact that they're spoiled out of their freaking gourd with J.J. Watt, and they expect every defensive end to be J.J. Watt moving forward. We owe everything to Mike Vrabel for J.D. Clowney becoming the player that he is. <clears throat> but, hmm. oh, literally everything. I mean, everything that Clowney has turned into is specifically about Mike Vrabel. Fair enough. Um, but he had two years of being hurt and missing a ton of games, and no matter how good he is, no, nobody wants to give him the credit. And I feel like Mariota's in a very, very similar situation. Yeah, I can tell you Titans fans give that defensive line plenty of credit. It's always uh, sort of the the standard that the Titans' offensive line was was compared to. How, how do these guys block Clowney and Watt? That was something that I think was thought of when Jack Conklin was dra- drafted, was the, the talent in Houston, the talent in Jacksonville. Like, we need to get better at that position. So it's interesting to hear that Texans fans are a little divided on him. Yeah, well, I, I think a lot of it, and I'll just be honest, I think a lot of it has to do with race, and then also a lot of it has to do with just they are truly spoiled by J.J. Watt. I mean, mm. there's not there's not another one. It's just J.J. Watt in his own little realm, and he's been that way for five years, and he's, you know, maybe one of the, if not the best, maybe one of the best defensive players of all time. And I think that when you have that expectation – and then, you know, he was taken number 11 overall, and then J.D. comes in number one, and there's all this hype around him that, you know, if you're not getting 20 sacks a season, you're just not very good at your job. And that's just not the way the NFL works. It's you, 20 sack seasons are not a normalcy in the NFL. And yeah. the fans, they just, you know, he jumps off sides, and they're like, oh, cut him, treat him. It's like, okay, yeah, that's that's a, that's a that's the reason to do it. Yeah. <laughs> How about just tame his freaking uh, aggression, and that'll be the end of it. Like I really, whatever. Anyways, we'll talk. We can talk about Clowney. I can talk about him all day. It's, it's such a very <laughs> frustrating situation for me. Um, so with Mariota, yeah, like I said, I think that franchise tag is in place. What are your expectations for Mariota? I mean, you guys added Saffold. We were in the running for Saffold. You guys outbid us on him. Yeah. Um, he's going to take care of one side of that of the interior of the offensive line. Um, you guys still have Ben Jones, who is a very good center. Um, that right side is potentially the third-round pick that could come in and, and potentially solidify the offensive line. I mean, you do have those two tackles that are extremely freaking good. Yeah. Most teams don't have two starting tackles at the level that the t- Tennessee Titans have. Um, I, I think there ahead. was a little bit of disappointment in Jack Conklin specifically in 2018. Some people thought that he came back from his um, – he was an ACL tier, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Came back from that a little too soon, and so his play declined in 2018. People have also pointed out that his big all-pro year in 2016 was under Mike Malarkey, and when the team switched to uh, a zone scheme, it didn't suit Conklin's strength. So hmm. he's another player that's going to be under the microscope in 2019, but your point stands to reason. They put pieces in front of Mariota to protect him, and then they also added Adam Humphreys at wide receiver in free agency. They draft A.J. Brown. He's getting Delaney Walker back, who is My supposed to be 100%. Really. He hasn't, hasn't, looked, hasn't looked 100% so far in OTAs and uh, offseason activities. So general manager John Robinson 
really went out this offseason and tried to stack the deck for Mariota. And now it really is all on him. If he can stay healthy, which you know they say the best ability in a quarterback is availability, if he can stay healthy and we get a season that's closer to his 2016 than his 2018, then I think he's going to get a contract. I think if it's inconclusive by the end of 2019, I think they might let him test free agency. And yeah. the only reason I rule out the franchise tag is just because John Robinson has a tendency to not not want to use it. I'm I'm with you. I think it's but there if you're for use a reason. It on one position, like that's yeah. definitely the position to use it on. Yeah, I, I'm wholeheartedly with you there. I don't expect he would use it, but if there was a case, a scenario for him to use it, this would be the one. And I truthfully think it's beneficial if he goes out. Whether he has a good season or a bad season in 2019, it's not like he's had you know four consecutive knockout seasons. Let's give him the big contract. If it happens in 2019, it's going to be 2019 and 2016 are his only two standout seasons. I'd rather be patient and show it to me again in 2020. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I definitely think that would be the right approach. Yeah. Um, so you guys uh, kind of shocked the world and trade for Ryan Tannehill. Um, yeah. Immediately, everybody is assuming that there's a quarterback competition. I think those are people that just don't pay attention. I would agree um, that there, there's no reason for there to be a quarterback competition. We we just discussed for ten minutes that it's not about talent; it's about health. Yeah. Um, and Ryan Tannehill is not a better quarterback than Marcus Mariota. Ryan Tannehill is a serviceable quarterback. I, I really don't think he's as bad as some people will say he was in Miami. I mean, he had I think like eight different offensive coordinators. Uh, three a lot of turnovers. Coaches, uh, never really had the stability at wide receiver. Um, never had a tight end until this last season. Um, offensive line was always being shuffled. Um, so I, I, I do think I, I actually thought it was a very good pickup for the Titans. I think it was a minimal. I, I thought it was a minimal trade. I mm-hmm. think if Mariota does go down, I think you guys have a guy that could start in a spot and potentially get UW. Yeah, and which, I. I think he has a similar skill set to Marcus Mariota as well. Tannehill's kind of underrated as an athlete. And Wasn't he a wide receiver? I, yeah, he was a wide receiver in college. Yeah. So he, he, can, he can run. He has an extensive injury history. And people don't realize that Tannehill was actually, has actually missed more starts than Mariota has. Hmm. The knock on Mariota is that he's always hurt. And people think Tannehill's going to come in and just be the savior of the franchise and we're stabilizing the position. No, Ryan Tannehill is just a very, very major upgrade from Blaine Gabbert a year ago. And what, I mean, you and I would have been a major upgrade over Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. So, I think my question, my question to Titans fans was, if you go into that Week 17 showdown with the Indianapolis Colts with a playoff spot on the line, would you rather – have Blaine Gabbert or Ryan Tannehill at starting quarterback? It's Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, exactly. It's Ryan Tannehill. And, yeah, I, I, I just thought it was like an under-the-radar move for, yeah. for, for kind of what the offseason has been. And um, I, I think it just gives you guys a, a better option and a security blanket in case Mariota goes down. And I don't think anything needs to change in the offense. No, and I think a lot of credit needs to be given to Mike Vrabel for getting ahead of this whole supposed – quarterback controversy deal came out right away and said no this is not a competition Mariota is the guy Tannehill is just here to be the backup yep 
So nothing wrong with that, and it helps no. Ryan too. If yeah, sure. uh, Mariota goes down and Ryan Tannehill comes out there and performs and and does well, he's going to get a contract because there's just mm-hmm. not enough quarterbacks in this league. Yeah. So I, I I thought it was a really smart move. I, I you know Reddit and Twitter and all that they'll they'll be quick to condemn a team when they make a trade like that. But I, oh, yeah. I think for what it is and, and what it does for the team, I think it was very smart. So, um, all right. So we've talked about free agency. There really wasn't. If I remember correctly, I don't think there was any other major additions of free agency out of, outside of Sappold, Humphreys, and Cameron Wake. They added added Cameron Wake to kind of help lessen the blow of losing Derek Morgan and Brian Arakpo in the same offseason. Otherwise, the only one I think I would mention, uh, too, Kenny Vaccaro signing another deal with the Titans. He came in in a pinch when Jonathan Cyprian went down in the preseason last year and played really well next to Kevin Byard, one of the best safety tandems in the NFL that nobody talks about. And so they get him back to hopefully keep playing well and and buy them a little time to keep developing guys like Dane Crookshank, who they drafted a year ago, guys like Amani Hooker, who looks pretty promising as a rookie. And then they they lock down the punter, Brett Kern, who has been uh, a staple of this team for, for so long. So couple of good housekeeping moves, if you will, just keeping guys in the building. But other sure. than that, yeah, we've hit the major ones. Yeah. So going into the season, where are what is the pulse on Titans fans right now? I mean, as far as expectations for the season, I know everything's going to revolve around Mariota. But, mm-hmm. I mean, outside of that one piece, what, where where are you guys at? What are you thinking the season will hold for, for the Tennessee Titans? I think there's definitely some optimism this season like we haven't seen before. The Titans are just coming off their third consecutive winning season for the first time since the team moved to Tennessee. Maybe maybe ever. I can't quite recall the, the stat to be exact. But 9-7, and seven, three consecutive years, they make all these moves this offseason to get them over the hump. You know, they, they got a playoff win in 2017. Now they want to win the division. And I think that's what the Titans fans are, are feeling right now is this is the season that we've we've got to go get the AFC South title. Now, a lot of questions surround Marcus Mariota, but the heartbeat of this team is still going to be the run game and playing good defense. And if the Titans can do that at the same level they did to close the 2018 season – I think a lot of people think this could be a sneaky team to make a run in the AFC. Uh, that being said, I'm sitting here looking around the AFC South, and I'm like, guys, this is going to be a tough division. So I, I could see it going either way. I could see this being a really good team that wins the division and maybe makes it to the AFC championship. But I could also see this thing petering out because of the quality of the other teams that they're going to have to play twice a year. And I could see this being a 7-9-8-8 type of year where they end up missing the playoffs again. So I think general consensus is optimism contend for a division title. Okay. What are, uh, out of, you know, the the three other teams in the AFC South, what team scares you the most? I think it's the Indianapolis Colts just because of the way they beat the Titans to close out the season. And – the Titans just haven't been able to get over that hump for whatever reason. And it's kind of, it almost seems like a mental block. It's been, I can't remember their record. It was something crazy uh, where they've beaten the Colts like 
three times in the last decade or something like that. And you see them. We're pretty close to that. Yeah, and you just see them getting better. And there's no reason to think that it's going to slow down. Yeah, no, I I agree 100%. I I am 100% with you. Uh, The Colts scare the shit out of me next year. I'll be be 100% honest here. I mean, this this looks like a team that can make a Super Bowl run. I see. That's exactly where I am. I I believe that they are a team that is very deep in a lot of different places. A lot of people are talking about their quarterback group, but yet that they're bringing back the exact same quarterback group that they had last year, and yeah. they weren't as bad as people think. And most of them were young, so they're going to yeah. be better. Mm-hmm. Um, Marlon, they found a running back in Marlon Mack, and then they found a third down back in Naheem Hines. Mm-hmm. That offensive line is a lot better. Andrew Luck will look a hundred percent healthy. Yeah, they have the wide receivers that can do it. Maybe they're not stars outside of Ty, who I hate, but um, they just have the pieces. But the part that scares me is their defense is getting better. Yeah, I mean they didn't have Malik Hooker; he was hurt. He's coming back. Trey Flower or not Trey Flowers? Um, God, what's the defensive end's name? Mm. Oh God, he came for the Patriots. Anyways. Um, their defense is just looking better. They had another solid draft. I, I yeah, I agree with you. I I could see if the Colts were in the Super Bowl, I would not be shocked. No, I I wouldn't be either. And another key piece on that defense is Darius Leonard, who oh, I could even forget. He's, yeah, I mean, between him and and Hooker, you have two cornerstone pieces that are just entering the league the last couple of years. So, yep. I think that's what's specifically scary about this team is that there's some young talent there that that figures to be really good impactful players for for years to come yeah no i agree 100 percent. it's um i i really don't know where people are thinking that you know like people will say the texans for some reason um they'll say you know, the Jags now that they have Nick Foles. And I, I'm sitting here like, I, I just don't understand how the Colts are being completely overlooked. I, I don't either. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys think that Andrew Luck is like is like Mariota and that's the type of injuries he's going he's had because it's not been the case. No. It's, it's literally been one injury that has kept him out the mm-hmm. amount of time that he was out. And before that, he was a top five quarterback in the league. Yeah. You could maybe make the argument he was the top three quarterback in the league. Yeah, uh, might be Brady, Rogers, Luck. I wouldn't Daniel argue Mahomes that. And all that, like I just don't. I, I don't know. You just don't see a ton of quarterbacks that play the game the way Andrew Luck does. And um, I, I think I, I honestly think that you can make the argument that once Brady and Rogers are, are out of that contingency, it's probably Andrew Luck who's taking that number one spot. I would agree, and I think he was an MVP candidate, a legitimate MVP too. candidate in 2018 as well. And I hate the Colts. <laughs> yeah, same here. I can't stand it. Tell uh, me but about I it. I also like to be 100% real and honest, and that team looks really, really good. I think yeah. that they're going to be a, a, a very hard team to beat. They have the coaching in place. They have a good GM now. <clears throat> it's not the same shit show it used to be. No, no, not at all. So, um, yeah, I, I agree with you on the Colts. All right, what are Texans fans saying about the Houston Texans? Are they laughing at us still? Is there a lot of laughter going on? Are, are we the Jacksons <laughs> AFC South? No, no. See, there's this weird rivalry that's developed between Titans fans and Jags fans. I don't know what it is, how deep you've dived into 
uh, Titans Twitter, but it's almost like the Texans, who were once the Titans' most hated rival. I mean, nobody here could stand the Texans. And then, you know, you had Cortland Finnegan and Andre Johnson fighting on the field. It was that well, that well, passionate. Well, well, okay. It was a fight. It was it's more of a beating, but yeah, go ahead. Andre Johnson looks like he's thrown a punch before. I'll just I'll just uh, say that. Just a couple times, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there was just this fire in that rivalry that doesn't seem to exist anymore because this new rivalry with the, the Jags, or I shouldn't say new, but the rivalry with the Jags has intensified. You've got Jags fans saying that Titans fans smell like mayonnaise and Titans fans rubbing it in that the Jags haven't beaten the Titans since 2016 and Derrick Henry put up over 200 yards against them, just thrashed them on Thursday night football. I don't know if you would necessarily call that primetime football because it feels like people people actually have to watch the game for it to count as as being in primetime in my opinion, but... I think this rivalry has kind of consumed the fan base to the point that the Texans have become a bit of an afterthought. Now, I think if if Deshaun Watson isn't injured in 2017, I don't think the Titans even make that playoff run that they made. But so in, in the back of my mind, I'm still looking at that Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins connection, and I, I'm still having PTSD about the Titans secondary that used to give up hundreds of yards if, if you could, you know, if you had a, a playmaker on offense, you were just going to thrash the Titans that day. So I'm still having a hard time accepting like, oh, we're going to shut down DeAndre Hopkins and we're just going to dominate the Texans. No need to worry about them. Let's let's get back to making fun of, of Jags fans and, and Jacksonville, Florida and all that. So, yeah, I think, I think with the Texans, um, everything comes down to the quarterback, right? And... I I could care less about what's going on in the front office right now. Yeah. Uh, I think we had a good draft. I think Bill O'Brien knows that this is his last chance. Yeah. And I expect this team to come out and perform. I really do. I, yeah. I really think that the, the expectations should be pretty high for this team. Uh, outside of the offensive line, which is just, I mean, you really can't be worse than what they were last year. <laughs> and And they've done what they need to do to address that. Sure, they're rookies, but they can't be worse. And with the additions of Kiki Cutie, who showed that he's a very capable slot wide receiver in his rookie season, Will Fuller coming back from an ACL injury, Mm -hmm. uh, us having tight ends now, um, especially with this new one that we got out of San Diego, um, I think that the Texans have the opportunity to either rival the Colts for the AFC South or make it lose the AFC South division, but still make the playoffs. Yeah, and I, I think people are losing sight of the fact that even though the, the Texans put on some of the worst offensive line play I've ever seen in 2018, they still made the playoffs, and they still looked like they could actually make a little bit of noise in the playoffs. So making that unit better increases the chances that this is going to be a legitimate threat in 2019. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's pretty much exactly why I think that there's no way for us to be worse this year. Yeah. Is everything was in place. We had a a handful of injuries to key players, and those 
all of those players will be back and will be 100%. And then you add to the fact that the offensive line has to be better. It doesn't have to be average. It doesn't need to be above average, but it will have to be better. Yeah. And if it's just better and we did what we did last year, I can only imagine what it's going to be. Um, and on top of that, a lot of the sacks weren't even on the offensive line. Nobody wants to point the finger at Deshaun, but he held on to the ball an awful lot. Yeah. And he wanted to try to be, you know, a magician in the backfield and shake 10, you know, defensive ends. Like, he's got to learn that that can't happen. And those are the things that he's working on this offseason. So I just think that there's there's so much for us to have success this year that it, it, it's just all going to come down to us being a little bit better on the offensive line. And if that's the case, I really do think that we're, we're going to be a really good team. Yeah, and like I said earlier, you look at the AFC South, and I don't think there's another team in the entire – or another division in the entire NFL that teams one through four – are as competitive and close. I mean, this division just looks like it's going to be a slugfest this year. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, outside of the Jags, and, and it's not because I think that the Jags are going to suck. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, you know what I do? I, I, I do think the Jags <laughs> are going to suck. I, I really do. I think they're going to be awful. I, I, I don't trust the Nick Foles signing. I don't, I, I don't either. I know, I know what Nick Foles did, and it's hard to even understate what he did uh, or overstate what he did in Philly, winning a Super Bowl and becoming the Super Bowl MVP. Hat, hat off, hats off to him and a round of applause. Like, that was an amazing run. But the difference being that he had Doug Peterson, and yeah. he had a system that fit his play style, and he had weapons surrounding him, and he had a very good offensive line, mm-hmm. and he had a very good rushing attack, yeah. and he had a very good and productive defense. Those aren't the things that are in place in Jacksonville. No. He doesn't have wide receivers. He doesn't have a tight end. He has a running back that misses six games a season. That defense is getting old. Like, I just, I don't see how Nick Foles is going to, I don't see how it's going to work. Well, and I think there was a lot of magic in that run, too. You read accounts from his teammates that were basically ready to die for this dude to make sure that that run was successful. And I don't know that you can just walk into a new building with new teammates and just expect that same sort of chemistry to exist. So aside from just losing the talent that he lost by going from Philly to Jacksonville, you've also got to worry about how do you, how do you kindle that fire again? Yeah, no, exactly. And I just don't see how they can. I mean, we've seen this already with Impulse. This isn't, and that's, I guess, what I don't understand where the hype is coming from is that we've seen this exact situation from Nick Foles. Yeah. We've seen him be extremely good, leave, be extremely bad, mm-hmm. come back, be extremely good. Yeah. That's not a coincidence. And so. That's. I mean, I just don't think the Jags are going to be very good. I love Jalen Ramsey. He's probably my favorite corner in the league. I love watching him play. He's, he's such an asshole. He's public and enemy number one here. I'm sure he is, and he is, <laughs> he is here too. Like, he's such an asshole. Nobody wants – you don't want to root for a guy like that, or most people don't, but I love his grit. I love the way he plays the game. I love that he doesn't care what people say, and I love that he's going to get in your face every single time that you're a wide receiver, and he's going to make sure you know that he's there. And to me, that's 90s, 80s type cornerback football, yeah. and I love that. I thought it was interesting when he went on his epic quarterback rant a season ago that he actually showed some love to Mariota, and I think that's yeah. sort of indicative of how 
how football guys look at Mariota as maybe a guy that just hasn't gotten a fair shake, but he still st- still commands a lot of respect for for his ability and the way he goes about playing the game. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, you know, you said a lot of good things about uh, Deshaun as well. So, yeah, I mean, I I just it's hard to not root for Jalen Ramsey in my opinion. But, it's funny because uh, he's actually a Middle Tennessee guy, and. <laughs> The minute the minute he leaves the Jags and if he you know comes home retires or whatever he's going to be celebrated. I just know it. It's just because he's in a Jags uniform. Hmm. Yeah, I hate the Jags. I do too. I do. I, their fans are fucking. <laughs> awful. Uh, they are. They're, they're 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 like them and Cowboys fans are like cutting the same cloth. I I just don't understand it. Obnoxious. You guys have had one season of good of a good season. Yeah. And. That is literally it in the last 10 years. You guys have had top five picks the last 10 years of your existence. You guys should be good. Yeah, exactly. Like, this shouldn't be a surprise. No. no. <laughs> you, you better be good. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, don't, I hate the Jags. I hate the Jags, and I hate their fans. But I, I love the, another Jags podcast who we talked to last week. A great guy and very knowledgeable. So, um, All right. Sony. What else do we need to cover that we haven't talked about? You know, I think we've we've covered covered the bases pretty well. Okay. Uh, Stoney, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find your podcast and how they can follow you on Twitter? I am at Stony Keeley on Twitter. Thankfully, there aren't too many Stony Keeleys in the world, so the the handle was available. Just is my legal name, by the way. It's not a nickname. Stony is okay, my wow. legitimate first name. So you can follow me at Stony Keeley. You can follow the brand. Uh, on all major social media platforms at Sobros Network, and you can catch all of our latest podcasts on SobrosNetwork.com. Awesome. Well, Stoney, thank you so much for hopping on and talking a little bit about the Titans. We really appreciate it. Good luck to you guys this season. Not too much luck, but uh, hopefully, I hope for your sake that Marcus Mariota is healthy, oh. and I hope that we really see the potential of Marcus Mariota. I am not one to want a team to not be good because of the injuries in our division. I would rather have all four teams be extremely good. Well, so that way when we uh, whoop all y'all's asses, it's, uh, it's, it's looked at. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope this, this pans out well because I don't want to be talking about the same quarterback situation for another year. And likewise, wish you guys the best of luck except for twice a season. <laughs> all right, Sonny, have a great day. When they had our backs up against the wall and said that we couldn't stand the pressure, we still got it done, man. When they said the clock was winding down and it wasn't enough time to get it done, we still got it done, man. Now it's our time to shine, it's our time to keep it 100. So we gonna go out here and show them how thrill we are, baby. So you better get out the way, cause we coming for it. It's all for one, and it's one for all. Let's go. Thank you.